On today's show, I've got some big questions for the Dallas Mavericks. Is Derek Lively the starter now? Did the Mavs get any better on defense and in the clutch? All that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. Welcome to the Mavericks. NBA champion. He hit it. Bang! Bang! It's good. And the Mavericks have won the game. If you don't believe, you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. Welcome, you are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section, what's one question you have after game one or after game two, either way. Today's episode is brought to you by Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash NBA. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. I, I recorded this episode, most of this episode, and around midnight on Thursday going into Friday morning, and I'm like five minutes f- before finishing, and then all of a sudden, everything goes black. Everything. My power went out. I looked around. My whole block lost power last night here in Oaklawn. And then I went to bed, and I was like, okay, well, I waited about an hour. It was like 1 a.m., and I was like, okay, well... Let's see what happens. And then around 2.40, all of a sudden, boom, everything comes back on. All my lights in my office woke me up. And then I went and I checked and nothing saved. And then I got all mad. And then I went to to bed. Woke up and here we go. It's a lunchtime brunch stream, I guess, on today's show. But I do want to talk about some things from game one. Uh, These things will, will, these questions will last longer than just one game. Is Derek Lively the starter now, the guaranteed starter now? Is his play sustainable? I'm curious about that. Did the Mavericks show signs of clutch and defensive improvement? I went back and I did uh, some film work. I went back and watched through the whole last five minutes of the Mavericks first game. Did the Mavericks show any signs of improvement? I think they did, and we'll talk about that. And then why was the Mavs defense so bad in the first quarter? I've got some answers to that. I went back and watched the whole first quarter, all the defensive possessions, I've got them categorized, so we'll get a little nerdy a little later, and then maybe we'll talk about the rotation and see what happened there as uh, as well. Are those the 10 players we're going to see for the Mavericks? So we'll get into all that, but I want to start here. Is what Derek Lively did sustainable, and is he going to be the starter? Let's start with sustainable. Derek Lively, an incredible debut. Great stuff. 16 points, 10 boards, five offensive rebounds. He played over 30 minutes. An incredible play start in his rookie career he didn't get the start I got it I got we heard from Jason Kidd about why he didn't start and I, I kind of think it's genius but with Derek Lively let's think about the things for him that he did and are those sustainable can he keep doing that going forward was it just an aberration was it just an incredible game one that he'll never be able to repeat all that kind of stuff on offense the 16 points he wants seven of eight from the field the one shot he missed was like a floater kind of what he needed some touch like still inside the paint, but needed a little bit of touch on it. All his other shots were either dunks or right at the rim. That reverse layup that he had when Luca kind of overthrew the lob a little, the rest of them just, he had four dunks, I think in this game. And you know what? That is completely sustainable. Maybe not seven every time, maybe not 16 points every time, but the, the idea of him being a really good roller, the idea of him 
you know, setting up in the pick and roll with Luca or Kyrie and catching lobs is totally sustainable because Luca and Kyrie will make it happen. I saw a couple people on Twitter, probably trolls, but from other teams for sure saying, oh, Derek Lively's nothing. Luca and Kyrie made Derek Lively's game one. Okay, that's fine. Guess what? They're still going to be there the whole season. <laughs> they're not going away. <laughs> like, they're not going, they're going to still be there. Yo, you see Apple Jacks? That's right, Derek. They're, they're still going to be there for you. Luca and Kyrie will make this happen. They'll make it work. They'll make this sustainable because they'll have that chemistry with him and it only go up from here. What we're seeing with Luca and, and Derek Lively, that looked like that looked like one full year with Dwight Powell, right? Like it looked like they already had the really good chemistry already. They they figured out the timing. And Derek Lively put in so much work. So much work. He came back early. He's been working with Luca. And Luca from day one said he's a really good follower. To me, that that phrase meant that he's a good follower on pick and rolls and screens and going to the basket. And Luca loves that stuff. He loves playing with a big like that. And so his offensive game, I think it's completely uh, sustainable. The offensive rebounding is, is kind of a thing that I think he's not going to get five offensive rebounds every game, but I think that's something that he'll be able to contribute to more than what any other former center for the Mavericks did over the last like 10, honestly, 10 years or so. And so that I think is, is definitely something that'll keep him on the court. Defensively. To me, I went back and I watched all of his defensive possessions. Also, this is probably why it was really late recording the podcast. And if I had done less work on this one, then maybe I would get it out earlier. But I went back and watched all his defensive possessions. And I think he played pretty conservatively. You can't blame him. I can't really blame him for it because all he heard from us and probably from, from coaches and everything was, well, you're just going to be in foul trouble. You're just going to be like, we almost all spoke it over him. You're going to be in foul trouble. You're going to be in foul trouble. As a rookie, you're going to deal with fouls. And it happened to Wemby and not and not Lively. But Lively played pretty conservatively. He is starting from a really good place, though. Um, but he got scored on twice by Zach Collins. One of them was a little fluky. Another one was another was a post-up. Keldon Johnson scored on him twice on a drive and a post-up. The one where he was, like, smacking his, his bicep on the way back down. Wemby hit two just LOL threes over him. Just laugh out loud, ridiculous. Like, no one can contest that shot. His, his release point is so high. <laughs> like, Lively is 7-1 with a 7-7 wingspan and couldn't really contest it. Then he got scored on a few times on guard switches. And this is where I, I'm kind of, I don't, I don't know exactly what the Mavericks want him to do in that situation when he's guarding a pick and roll. He, switch, he gets switched onto a guard. So then now all of a sudden he's guarding Devin Vassell with the ball. What do the Mavericks want him to do there? Do they want him to play conservatively like he did and stay back and just kind of slightly contest the shot? Because they, they got a couple of pretty easy jumpers out of those plays. And so I'm wondering if they want him to come up and challenge a little bit more to get more in the face of, of you know, a shooter like that or just stay back sort of what he was. He wasn't fully dropping either, which is like, I'm so I'm curious what the Mavericks want him to do there. Overall though, I think he did play conservatively on defense and, uh, but I think he's starting from a really good place defensively. You can. The other thing is you can hear his voice calling out screens when he's on the back line. When I went to summer league and I was sitting there in that gym, I was in Vegas. I was sitting in the Thomas and Mac. It's a it's a college. It's like the UNLV stadium, so it's pretty big. And media seats are not like courtside. They're they're not. They're still in the lower bowl, but they're not courtside. And I could hear Derek Lively's voice across the gym. Like that's how loud he was on summer league, calling out stuff. You're in the other gym, which is a much smaller high school size, like arena gym. 
And I could hear him everywhere, anywhere I was. I could hear him from across the court calling out stuff. And I wondered, is this going to continue? And is this going to be sustainable when he comes onto an NBA team? Is he going to be this level of vocal? Is he going to be this level of, you know, bringing some leadership? It's like he's telling people where to go. But he is calling out ice, you know, screens. He's calling out where, where things are coming from and all that. All stuff you have to do if you're the backline guy. Because you got to be able to communicate to somebody who is, you know, a screener's coming into their blind spot. I saw, I saw um, a situation, I think it was, it was game one or, or another game in the preseason where Kyrie was kind of caught not paying attention out of, out of an inbound and there was a wide open guy on the other side and Lively screamed, like, screamed at Kyrie like, Kai, and he pointed over and Kyrie like kind of woke up and went over and got this guy. Like, that's it. You got, he's got to be able to continue that. Keep that because the Mavericks need that voice. Grant Williams, I think, did a great job, but Derek Lively is, you know, added to that, and they need that. They need more than one. They need as many as they can get. So, to me, I think that Lively's play is sustainable on that on that instance. Defensively, I think, honestly, one of his best contributions was the offensive rebounds. Five offensive rebounds. Those should have turned into other points. Those should have turned into possessions for the Spurs on the other side, but they didn't. And Derek Lively got offensive rebounds, and they added another possession for the Mavericks. Great stuff. So is his play sustainable? The offense, for sure. If he's playing with Luka and Kyrie, it will. If he's not going to play with Luka and Kyrie, then he's not going to be as effective offensively. And that's fine. That's probably going to be the case for his whole career. If he plays with a point guard that can get in the ball or a a playmaker that can get in the ball, he can. Like, that's the style of player he is. I'm totally fine with that. Defensively, he's starting from a good place. I think he played conservatively, but he's he's nowhere to go but up, I think, with him. Coming up. Is he going to start going forward? Jason Kidd gave us a little bit of an insight on his decision and call me crazy. I kind of think it's genius. I kind of think it was genius that Jason Kidd didn't start him. And I'll tell you why coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by Dave.com. Dave is a banking app that's leveling the playing field. They, everybody needs every once in a while to just get bailed out, right? <laughs> you've got some bills coming up. You've got, you just need a little extra cash before you know, then the, you get paid next. It's like a couple days before. I've totally been in that situation where there's a couple days before and all of a sudden I'm overdrafting. And like, I've got a 48 hour period before the fees come in and then, but I still got to pay this thing or else a fee is going to come in for that. And you're like stuck and you're sitting there trying to figure out, well, well, dang, what am I going to do? The answer is Dave. When you download Dave, you can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need, no interest, and settle up later. Download the Dave app, uh, dave.com slash locked on. That's dave.com slash locked on NBA. You can get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit checks, no late fees. Download the Dave app or go to dave.com slash locked on NBA for terms and conditions. Go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fee apply. Banking service provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Dave give you extra cash to buy groceries, fill up your tank, all that kind of stuff. You can even build credit when you settle up on time. So again, check it out. It's dave.com slash locked on NBA. Also want to tell you about Jace Medical. Jace Medical solved the problem that I really didn't think, I really didn't know existed, but now I'm glad that I have it. Jace Medical provides five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial inve- infections. So imagine you're like, you're traveling or imagine, you know, the, the supply line shuts down or you're not, or your doctor's on vacation. Like who knows? Like there's some emergency situation 
and all of a sudden you get an infection or you get, you know, like an, an animal bite or something and it starts to get, you know, infected or you get traveler's diarrhea or something. All that stuff is covered by these five essential antibiotics. You can get them from Jace. They have customization to fit your family's unique needs and all that kind of stuff. Get the Jace case. You can have it so you'll be ready and have that peace of mind to know that you'll be taken care of in the instance of a emergency. Go to jacemedical.com, enter the code LOCKDOWN at checkout for a $20 discount on your on your order. That's promo code LOCKDOWN, all one word, Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com. Again, get your Jace case today. Hit play, f- mate. Um, sorry, sorry. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Appreciate each and every one of you. If you want to watch film with me, if you want to get some of these breakdowns, if you want to, I went back and watched the third and fourth quarter of game one, and we'll pause it, show you stuff that I'm noticing, some of these Derek Lively plays and all that. I do a bunch of stuff like that and tons of other things. Subscribe to our subtext, click the link in the description, and follow us there. I'm trying to get to, I'm trying to, get to like 300. I'm close. I'll tell you, I'm close to it. 300 would be amazing. That's what that's what I want out of it. So help me get there and we'll continue to be able to do stuff like that. The more I get on subtext, the more stuff I'm able to do with it too. All right. Is Derek Lively starting going forward? Jason Kidd was asked this question basically and why he decided to start Maxi Derek Jones Jr. by Tim Cato after the Maps first game. This is what Jason Kidd had to say. Yeah, that's just for tonight. We felt uh, we kind of went up with a defensive approach. Uh, also, I didn't want, you know, Lively to get in foul trouble. Um the game, uh, it was a shoot around there in that first quarter. Both teams were scoring the ball. Um, I think Victor got in, picked up two fouls there. So I didn't want to, I was trying to protect, um, you know, Derek in that way because we knew we needed him. Um, and so uh, to, to try to, you know, eat minutes with Maxi, his ability to shoot it and, and defend uh, was something that we wanted to do. But as we go forward, um, we, we understand that Lively will start. Uh, and so at some point, um, and so as we go forward on this journey, he's, a, he's about the team and you saw that tonight and, uh, and that's what makes him special. So to answer the question, we don't know if he's the starter, if Lively's the starter yet, right? Like we, we still kind of don't know. Uh, Jason Kidd said, you know, we'll see at some, we'll see at some point if he is, we'll see if tomorrow. And then at practice on Thursday, he was asked the question again and he talked about, you know, Lively will start at some point. We'll see if that's tomorrow or not talking about this Nets game. So I mean, we don't know. I, I mean, I do though. You can call it BS. You can call me crazy. Call me, hey, you're you're drinking the Mavs Kool Aid. All right, here here you go. Drinking the Kool Aid. I kind of think that the end result, the end justified the means in the sense that I kind of think if Kid is not just rewriting history and retconning the game, that him keeping him out of the first part of the game was genius. <laughs> To put Maxi in there, to not have Derek Lively go out there with all the crazy energy and the speed of that game at the beginning to keep Lively on the bench. If this was his plan the whole time, he claims it was his plan. Hey, I don't always tell you guys the truth. He claims it was his plan. And I mean, he did it. So, but keeping Lively on the bench to start the game was kind of genius because it did keep him out of foul trouble. When we did get a, two fouls in the first quarter. Now they weren't early on in the, in the game, but... Still, like one of them was when Lively had already gotten back on the floor, but still, Wemby got did get an early foul, and then he ended up getting four more, and then he had foul trouble and only played 23 minutes. So Jason Kidd holding Derek Lively out at the beginning was was it was it pretty smart? I don't I I'm I'm buying it. I'm buying it right now. I far be it from me to buy to buy any of Kidd's 
propaganda sometimes, but hey, I'm, I'm buying that one. I'm buying that one. I, I think that Derek Lively, like like Jason Kidd said, he'll start eventually. Will he start for this Nets game? He he should. Nick Claxton's not playing, and this is a great time to play him against you know Dayron Sharp or whoever. He's going to be able to take advantage of the pick and roll stuff. They're it's going to be they're going to be able to do that. So they should start him forward going forward. But we'll see. It's Jason Kidd. <laughs> Maybe he's got another genius strategy on, on you know coming up. All right. Did the Mavericks get better in the clutch? I went back, I watched the last five minutes and they did. They looked way more organized. They looked like they had, you know, a, a game plan. They tried some different things. They, they they were versatile. They tried different guys running screens and things like that. And so I broke it down into what kind of plays they were. And I thought that they did a much better job. But why did they do a much better job? Well, Kyrie was asked this question at practice and here's what he said. Uh, we've had some reps in practice. Um, and we've been working on end of game stuff. Uh, we heard all the noise last year when uh, we did our kind of hot potato back and forth on one of our uh, end of game situations. And we're just taking it a lot more serious and just trusting each other down the stretch and um, having that poise that's needed to come out with the win, which I feel like we showed last night. Bullying works. <laughs> Bullying works. They heard it. Kyrie said it. They, they heard it. They heard all the noise about them in the clutch, and honest, they didn't need the noise. They could have seen the numbers. They could have looked at the film and seen how bad it was in the clutch last season towards the end of the game. The Mavericks played 55 clutch games last season, the most of any team in the last, what was it, 5, 10 years? It was, it was a ton. They lost more games by 1 to 3 points than any team since 2009. They lost a bunch of games close last year. They needed to get better in this area. And so it's good good on them. Good on them that they worked on it, that you got some reps in practice. They heard the idea that the whole hot potato thing is from one of their first games. I think it's, it maybe was the first game that Luka and Kyrie played against Minnesota where it's the last shot of the game and Luka and Kyrie just passed the ball back and forth to each other. And, you know, they <laughs> they needed to get better at it. Like Touche. <laughs> that's right, Kyrie. Jason Kidd also was asked about it post-game, after the game. He said, we spent a lot of time working on late-game execution and training camp. And I think it paid off. So I went back. I watched all the, all, all the possessions in the last five minutes. Here are all the offensive possessions. They had 10. 10 offensive possessions. And here's what happened in all of them. In five of them, so half, they created a wide-open three. Completely wide open. Whether it was, it was Maxi, Grant Williams, Luca, Kyrie got one. Uh, it just got wide-open threes. The other five, one of them was a, a slightly contested three. It was pretty wide open, but not I wouldn't call it wide open. Like NBA.com has a certain metric for how wide open a shot is. I would just call it open. It wasn't wide open. The other five were completely wide open. The one with Grant Williams in the corner. I mean, Kyrie on the left side, completely wide open. So they basically created six threes. One of them was a Luka post up on a mismatch against, I think, Devin Vassell or Trey Jones. He turned around and fade. He missed that shot, but is still a good shot. You take it. The other one was a Luca Derek Lively pick and roll. Luca had that stop in the paint and the end, like the throw up, and you got the and one. Great play, basically a layup. Another one was off of a defensive turnover. They created a turnover, and Kyrie got a layup all by himself. Another one, Derek Lively got the offensive rebound, kicked it back out to Luca. He hit the step back three over Wemby. It iced the game at that point. That's all the offensive possessions that they got. That's 10. How great is that? And they, they, it varied too. 
They started with Luca maxi pick and roll, then a Kyrie maxi pick and roll, then a Luca post up, then it was a broken play and Luca tried a wide open three because it was it was open. Luca and Kyrie a pick and pop. Luca a post up on a mismatch. Luca Derek Lively pick and roll. Luca Derek Lively pick and roll. Defensive turnover the turn into transition you know attack and then Derek Lively offensive rebound like. Listen to all those different variations that they tried. Now, it's a lot of pick and roll. That's what the Mavericks do. That's what Luka is best at. He destroys guys on that. And that's what had worked in this game for the most part. And so they created a bunch of good offensive possessions and a bunch of good offensive tries in this game. You could tell they worked on it. They looked way more organized. They looked like they had a plan. They looked like they know what they were doing. And I went into this exercise saying, I'm going to watch the last five minutes again, and I'm going to document every offensive possession. And I had a category called bad possessions and I was ready. I was like, okay, there's going to be at least one or two in here. None. Maybe the contested three from Maxi was the only one that I looked at. I was like, ah, it wasn't like the best shot you could have gotten there. Everything else was good shots. Luca on a post up. You'll take that. Luca with a wide open three. I'll take it. He's been working on his catch and shoots. That's what he told us. The Mavericks got better in the clutch. And I think that their work in the preseason has been better. We'll see if that lasts and is sustainable going forward. But I think there's very good signs that the Mavericks got better in the clutch. Coming up, did the Mavericks get better on the defensive end? Why was the first quarter so bad? I went back. I watched all of it. I watched all the plays where the Mavericks got scored on. I've got some answers for you. We'll try to explain those coming up. Today's episode is brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix.com slash NBA. You can go right now and you can take advantage of some of their offers. You can go. All you have to do is go to PrizePix.com. You pick a more or less on a projection for a player, and then you're able to, to play the game. You can play with, let's see right now, uh, on Friday's games, Jokic against the Memphis Grizzlies. No Steven Adams in this one. 27 and a half points, more or less. Oh, give me the more on that one. Give me more on, on that. Uh, Marcus Smart, 14 and a half points against Denver. Yeah, you know what? Give me more on that too. I'm, I'm buying that. Desmond Bain, 24 and a half. No, I, I think he's getting less than that. On those three, if I just put all those down, Put down 20 bucks, I can win 100 on the power play. If I put down five bucks, I can win 25. Just have some fun with some of this stuff. You can combine sports too. We're in a Dallas Sports Equinox right now where there's Mavericks games, Cowboys games, Stars games, and the World Series all going on at the same time. You can check out all that stuff and play a game with all the Dallas guys. Also, if you combine sports, go to prizepicks.com slash NBA. Use the code LockdownNBA, all one word. For a first deposit match up to $100, again, prizepicks.com slash LockdownNBA. Use that code LockdownNBA to get a first deposit match up to $100, prizepicks.com slash LockdownNBA. All right, Isaac, let's get into the Mavericks defensive stuff. Did they get better? Why were they so bad in the first quarter? Okay, I went back. I watched every play the Mavericks got scored on, basically. It was 19 times, 19 times, whether it was a free throw or a made field goal, the Mavericks got scored on in the first quarter. Where did it come from? What did they fix going forward? All right, here, here are the plays. Three of them, three of the 19 were offensive rebounds. Two of them, Derek Lively was in the game. So it's kind of like, all right, either everybody's got to work harder at offensive rebounds. I agree with that. I think they do, but they had the personnel to get, the, they had Derek Lively in. That was the guy that was getting offensive rebounds for them. So some of them were just, some, some offensive rebounds are just dumb luck. But three of them were offensive rebounds and putbacks. And two of them, two of them actually, one of them was a putback. Two of them ended up being threes. So offensive rebound. Three of them were fouls. Maxi foul, Kyrie foul, Luca foul on drives. 
you can maybe chalk them up to defensive mistakes because some help could have gone over. Uh, you know, one of them, Kyrie, was guarding Jeremy Sohan. He's much bigger than Kyrie. Luca fouled Keldon Johnson on a drive he wasn't ready for. There could have been a little more help on it, but the Mavericks fouled, and, you know, the guys got to the free throw line. Three of them were offensive turnovers from the Mavericks that turned into wide-open layups and dunks. So it was just bad defensive, tra- you know, transition defensively. Derek Jones Jr., Grant Williams, Luka Doncic, all turnovers that turned into basically wide-open dunks for Devin Vassell or Keldon Johnson. That stuff, that's an offensive mistake, but you got to clean that up too and you got to be ready for it. Four of them, I just chalked up to good San Antonio plays. It's like, all right, they played defense fine. They just, it was better offense. Zach Collins hit a jumper over Maxi. I'll live with a Zach Collins jumper. <laughs> I'll, I'll live with that like a, just a standing, you know, 20, like a 20 foot jumper. I'll live with that. Derek Lively fouled Devin Vassell on a drive. I thought that he, he played it well. He just got caught in no man's land. Good offensive play. Another one, another Devin Vassell, good shot. And then Wembenyama hit a three over Derek Lively. When he was contesting him, it's just, it was one of those LOL threes I mentioned earlier. So three offensive rebounds, three fouls, three transition mistakes where the Mavericks turned it over, four plays where it was just good San Antonio offense. And then there's six plays that I want to focus on because the Mavericks cleaned these up later on in the game. And this is where they went from bad to, okay, we're in this game. It's it's sustainable now. This offense is, or this defense is better at performing. <laughs> they had six defensive mistakes or bad choices. And I think they cleaned these up during the game. One of them, a late switch. Devin Vassell got a layup. Another one, Maxi and Kyrie had a miscommunication. There was no switch. Wembenyama got a wide open three. Another one, uh, Luka didn't rotate over as the low man. Keldon Johnson got a wide open layup. Another one was a late switch. Malachi Branham got a jumper. Another one, Exum just slipped on the floor. Maybe that one is not necessarily a mistake, but Trey Jones got a jumper out of it. And then another one, Tim Hardaway Jr. goes under two screens and Trey Jones gets a jumper. That's just a bad choice because Trey Jones can hit jumpers. So those six plays you look at and say, okay, that's what the Mavericks felt like what they were last year. Now they got to take those defensive mistakes. And I think in the last three quarters, they got better at it. I think they, they improved in those areas. And that's how they got better defensively. They still had some of the offensive rebound issues. They still had some of the fouls. You know, all, like the San Antonio is still going to make good plays. But the defensive mistakes, I think they cleaned up. Those six possessions are can be the difference between allowing 43 points and 28 points, right? Because you think about it, a Vassell layup, that's two. Wemby three, that's, that's five. Keldon layup, that's seven. A Trey Jones jumper, that was a two. So that was, uh, what, nine? And then another trade zone jumper, that's 11. That's 11 points that came out of the Mavericks just making a bad choice or a defensive mistake. It's like 11 points out, what is that? That's 32 points. The difference between 32 and 43, that's a big difference. Allowing 43 and a quarter or 33 and a quarter. So that's where the Mavericks defense was. I think they've got, you know, I think the personnel is going to be better. I think they, you know, they're going to need some time together. Obviously, that first lineup, in the, especially in the first quarter, they didn't play a lot together. Luka and Kyrie only played five minutes together, so they didn't have a lot of cohesive time in the preseason to work on this. But they'll, they'll only get better, I think. Those defensive mistakes, they fixed them throughout the rest of the game. We'll see if they continue that going forward. All right, last thing here. Are the 10 players that the Mavericks played, are they going to be the rotation? You look at the Mavericks roster, and this is who they played. Luka, Kyrie, Grant Williams. Derek Lively, Josh Green, Tim Hardaway Jr., Maxi Kleba, Derek Jones Jr., Dante Exum, and Curry played like three minutes. That's in order of who played the most minutes. So that means that Dwight Powell, Jaden Hardy, Rashawn Holmes, Omax Prosper, and Markeith Morris didn't play in this game. 
Are those the guys that are going to be out for the rest? I think Dwight will still play. Jason Kidd even mentioned after the game, we tried to get Dwight in there a little. We tried to see if there was time for us, but the way that they were using, he said the way they were using Luca made him think that he didn't want to play Maxie or didn't want to play Dwight Powell. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that, but I think Dwight Powell will still play. Jaden Hardy, I think he has to get some time here or there, but if Curry's only playing three minutes and, and Curry's only play, only played three minutes in that game, I think he'll play more than what Jaden Hardy will play as well. Hardy is, Maybe just on the bench. Something we thought about and talked about all summer. is like, hey, they've got these two guys. And as long as Tim Hardaway Jr. and Curry are still there, it's going to be hard for Hardy to play some to play at all. Jason Kidd also mentioned they kept Luka and Kyrie under 35 minutes, which is huge. So imagine if Luka and Kyrie play more in certain games and the Mavericks are, are losing or whatever. So I kind of think, I kind of think besides maybe Dwight playing a little extra here and there, I kind of think this is the 10 that we're going to see then that means off the bench, if Lively ends up starting, that means Tim Hardaway, Maxi, Derek Jones Jr., Exum, and Curry are coming off the bench. That's a pretty good bench unit. Maybe throw Dwight in there a little bit here, here and there. And I hope that they can get Hardy some minutes, but right now it's not looking like it. There will be games where the Mavericks want to play a little bigger and Rashawn Holmes will probably play and Dwight will play a little more. Omax, is, it seems like he's buried. It seems like Derek Jones Jr. really took that spot. They want to go with him instead. They're playing, they played a bunch of four guard type lineups too in this game, which I don't think they'll be able to do going forward. So maybe that's the path for Omax to find some minutes. But even then, Derek Jones Jr. started and only played 11 minutes. So it's not like there was, you know, a ton of minutes for him that Omax just missed out on. That's the rotation. I think that I'm curious to see what we'll see going forward, but I wanted to point that out and ask if that's, if if those are the 10 we're going to see. All right, there you go. What's one question you have after the first game? Let me know in the comment section below. We'll be back. Isaac's last episode for the actual Mavericks will be, uh, for, for actual Lockdown Mavs will be after this Nets game on Friday night. We'll also have at 2 p.m. Central Time on Saturday. We'll do a live stream where we'll talk about everything. You know, So subscribe to the channel. Make sure you get notifications and all that. Guys, thanks so much for hanging out with me on this Lockdown Mavs that I, I finally got out. <laughs> thanks for hanging out with me on Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.